Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series Bob's Burgers and then we create a themed burger based on the episode. This week we're talking about Season 3, Episode 9, God Rest Ye Merry Gentle Mannequins. So it's a Christmas episode. It's a Christmas episode. Happy holidays, everybody. It's actually Canadian Thanksgiving tomorrow. So like we're kind of backwards, but that's okay. We're a little ahead of schedule. Yes. On the holiday front, but that's okay. Deal with it. Christmas in October here. This episode was written by Kit Boss, directed by Anthony Chun, and it aired December 16th, 2012. We had a few guest stars. We had Zach Galifianakis, who voices Chet, and he will later voice Felix Fishoder, Mr. Fishoder's brother. We haven't met him yet, but we will soon. Zach Galifianakis is, of course, best known for being in the Hangover trilogy. We also had Pamela Adlin, who voices Olson Benner, the reporter for Channel 6 News. She also voiced Spinelli on Recess, which was totally news to me, and Bobby Hill on King of the Hill. And she's also on Better Things, which is her own show with Louis C.K., and it just started season two. It's a great show. Check it out. The store next door was Cane You Dig It, Candy Cane Outlet, No Licky Lose. I like that one. Yeah, that's, that's cute. <laughs> the exterminator van was Silent Mice Exterminators. Yeah, it's cute. It's, it's, yeah. it's fine. It's simple. Sure. We had several burgers of the day. We had one horse open slaw burger. Comes with slaw, no horse. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because I believe season seven, episode one, mm-hmm. is the horse meat episode. It is. It's a great so, episode. Yeah, that whole no horse won't last forever. <laughs> we have Santa Claus's Cumin to Town burger. Cute, you know, it's simple. I love with brackets it with cumin. In case like, you weren't yeah, sure. Yeah, in case you didn't know what the pun was. Then we had fifth day of Christmas burger, comes with five golden rings of onion. We also have jingle bell pepper burger, which is cute. Home for the Challa Days burger comes on a challa roll. And the Silental Night Burger comes with lentils. So in this episode, Bob inherits a storage unit from his late uncle. Instead of riches, he finds a squatter named Chet, who used to work with his uncle. Now, is Chet short for anything? It's short for Chester, long for Ch- Ah, gotcha. (laughs) The Belchers let Chet stay in their basement, and he creates beautiful holiday displays in the restaurant window. Chet confesses he used to be a mannequin, and that he is still in love with another mannequin named Nadine. Chet is hurt by Bob's disbelief and harsh words, and he creates a gory display for Christmas. The Belchers track down Nadine at a sex shop just in time for Chet to create a more appealing final Christmas display. Okay. So it's weird, right? Like, this is such a weird Christmas episode, especially for the first Christmas episode. Yeah, I like that, though. Like, it's not your standard holiday episode. Yeah, I guess that's true. Nothing Bob's does is really typical, and... Mm. But this is really weird it's when a you little think weird. about like, it. It takes a twist as soon as he's like, I used to be a mannequin. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, because you think, oh, this is kind of nice. The Belcher family is semi-selfishly helping out this guy named Chet. He's 
building these beautiful displays, which is helping the family, and maybe they'll become closer. But no, all of a sudden it's, hey, I used to be a mannequin, and I also am in love with a mannequin. Oh, this took a weird turn. Yeah. So at the beginning of the episode, the kids talk about their Christmas wishes and what they want. Did Mm -hmm. you ever have any extravagant desires for, for Santa or your parents? No, not really. Um, so you're pretty down to earth. Yeah, most of the time it was like, okay, give me toys or give me money. And that's pretty much it. Never really wanted anything different. Um, would have liked to open my gifts before 6 p.m. on Christmas, but that was apparently impossible to do with my family. Well, so. you traveled a few hours. Yes. Well, it wasn't the traveling part. It was the fact that my brother and I were the only kids on that side of the family. And so we had to wait until after Christmas dinner when everyone was together that we could finally open gifts. Mm. But Frustrating. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Looking back for me personally, I find it a little difficult thinking about what I asked for for Christmas Mm -hmm. because I asked for like cheap, useless toys most of the time Mm. that didn't last more than a year or my interest in them just fell off after a few weeks. And it's kind of depressing thinking about that in the past. It's kind of depressing thinking about that currently. Like how many wasted dollars your parents blew on crap. Oh, yeah. Like I never, I asked for a lot of Lego and I never regret that. Like I loved all my Lego sets. It really helped build my creativity. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of other toys that just garbage. Oh, yeah. And those sticker books that kids get now. Mm -hmm. What even? Because most of the time you just stick the stickers in the sticker book and then what's the point? Anyway. There are oh, reusable ones. Oh, Jason, you know what? It encourages fine motor skills. So That's true. there is that. But there were, I did have a few of the reusable sticker books. Okay. And the pages were like a, a plasticky thing and the stickers themselves were kind of plasticky as well. So they kind of stuck together through, I don't know, animal magnetism. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's kind of like force of will it's kind of like felt on felt right it kind of sticks but it doesn't okay so yeah. it's kind of like that but louise comes up with some interesting items her christmas list has my own apartment towels for apartment and doll whose head comes off and it's a knife yeah that's <laughs> not a concealed weapon at all no no <laughs> uh, that sounds like a toy that sid from toy story would have in mm-hmm. his room Yep. Yeah. I would call it my little crime stopper. Oh my god. Or my little prison shanker. So, aside from all the Christmas gift stuff, when the mail carrier comes in, I was very confused about this. Me too. Do no, I was totally confused too. Actually, tip their mail mail carriers? Cuz that seems weird. I don't know. I've never done it before. Wondering if I should because maybe this makes me a bad person it's really interesting because I, I don't know it's just it seems weird to tip mail carriers i guess personally if i guess this is a north american thing mm. tipping yeah but if if somebody in their job goes above and beyond their service like your waiter or waitress is like exceptionally nice friendly good suggestions maybe you ask for advice on where to go for entertainment around the city and like they're helpful i can totally get giving them a tip mm-hmm or someone who does maybe 
uh, a tattoo or hairdresser or whatever, like those fields I can see because you can go above and beyond and like you can give extra service or whatever. But a mailman can't go above and beyond their service. Like they're going to give you your mail. That's it. Yeah, that's their job to give you their mail. What if maybe they're giving or it to you? Or not their like, mail, your mail. They're giving it to you like a flourish or something? Like, here's your mail, ta-da! <laughs> they put on a dance? Really? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And I actually did some research on this. And according to the Public Relations Corporate Communications section of the United Postal Service, or the USPS... All postal employees, including carriers, must comply with the standards of ethical conduct for employees of the executive branch. Under these federal regulations, carriers are permitted to accept a gift worth $20 or less from a customer per occasion, such as Christmas. However, cash and cash equivalents, such as checks or gift cards that can be exchanged for cash, must never be accepted in any amount. Furthermore, no employee may accept more than $50 worth of gifts from any one customer in any one calendar year period. And that's from Chapter 11, Section 1, Article 12. So Bob could give him $20 worth of hot chocolate mix, and that would be cool. But he can't give him $20 worth of gift certificates for Bob's Burgers. Or cash. Okay. Right. Interesting. So, you can tip your mail carrier once per occasion, as long as it's not cash, or cash equivalent, and it's, as long as it's under 20 bucks. Interesting. I think it's just that certain professions, I know you're supposed to tip. Like, it's it's socially accepted that you should tip and these people. And are expected people. to. Yes, exactly. Waiters, uh, cab drivers... Tattoo artists, hairstylists, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I get that. But people don't tip government employees. Mm -hmm. So I guess it just seems odd to tip your mail carrier. Gee, thank you so much for auditing me. Like, you did a great job auditing me. Here's like 20 bucks. Are you going to track that $20? Because I'm going to need to audit you again. Is that a business expense? Oh, God. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Let me know if you've tipped your mail carrier. Mm -hmm. Did you give them a colorful Christmas wreath for Christmas? Did you give them homemade cookies? Did you give them... Oh, boy. Jujubes! <laughs> now, who's going to regulate this? Like, if you give them $65 in cash, are they going to report it and be like, hey... My, one of my clients, one of the houses on my route, one mm. of my customers yes, gave me too much money, so I'm going to have to report them. I'm guessing it's just one of those things that if it gets out of hand and several of your clients are giving you like hundreds of dollars, That's then it fair. could become a problem. Right. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from mail carriers. Mm -hmm. Man, Bob is... Such a master of managing expectations because he keeps reminding his family. He's like, okay, well, let's just say that this Christmas might not be terrible. And remember, if it's something really good, we're going to have to pay taxes on it. So he's constantly reminding his family, like, do not get your hopes up. Mm -hmm. Children, do not expect to get a bushel of gifts. Yeah. Linda, do not expect 
a storage locker full of mink coats. Because, girl, that ain't happening. Mm-mm. Jean would throw paint on it. One of the things that Bob says is, it's been a tough year since the city guide listed them as a gas station. And I thought, I think it's been more than a tough year. It's been a tough life uh, for yeah. Bob and his family. So, yeah. But a particularly tough year where they can't even afford Christmas gifts at all. Mm-hmm. Like a dry erase board. Those things are like 10 bucks. Managing expectations. Yikes. I like that the kids don't believe in Santa. Oh, yeah. We don't no, have any of that. Yeah. They have no illusions of Santa's bringing the gifts. No, Bob straight up tells them, like, I'm buying you gifts. Right. I'm not able to afford these things. I didn't even notice that. That's mm. interesting. Because Louise is nine years old. You'd think that she'd still believe. Maybe. How old were you when you stopped believing in Santa Claus? If you can remember. I don't think I can remember because I know at least five or six I saw my mom putting presents under the tree. Mm. So. And you didn't think she was just adding to Santa's pile? No. No? Oh. (laughs) I wasn't a dumb kid. You weren't deluding yourself? (laughs) No. Mm. What about you? Did you believe in Santa? I mean, you had an older brother, so he probably would have shut that down. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. That's the reason why I stopped believing in Santa Claus. That sounds so harsh. It's like he broke my will to live or something. Mm. But really, it was just that my brother loved to peek at the Christmas gifts early. So I knew that they weren't from Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I didn't care. I think I stopped believing maybe around seven. Okay. I'd say around seven. Yeah. So you were a late bloomer. Mm, I don't feel like that's late. That's like grade two. Okay, six or seven, whatever. (laughs) I don't feel like it was that late. I remember going to the laundromat with my mom and getting something out of the trunk. Maybe it was the clothes, I don't know. And I think she forgot that one of my presents was in the trunk. Mm. And she opened it and it was right there. (laughs) Like it was the big Ninja Turtle Technodrome. So it was not a small box and it was very obvious what it was. And I didn't say a thing. I just saw it and I was like... (gasps) And then I think my mom realized that I saw it. So she immediately like shut the trunk like really quickly. It was like, go inside, get us a laundry block. <laughs> a laundry block, huh? <laughs> get us a washer or like reserve us a washer or something. Okay. I don't know. I thought you were going to say like, go get us some detergent. Anyway, moving on. I noticed a little possible inconsistency. Okay. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. All right. When they bring Chet down to the basement. Oh, by the way, there's been a lot of people in Bob's basement. Like, yeah. It's like the go-to place for people to hide out. Or if they don't know where to bring somebody, they'll just bring them to the basement. Mm-hmm. It's the reject room. It's kind of great. <laughs> if the writers are like, where should we put this person? Basement. Yeah, we got Mickey in the basement before. Mm-hmm. And uh, now Chet. Who else have we had so far? So far? I don't know. Right. It's but, kind of hard to remember. But we do have a lot in the future. Mm-hmm. That's true. So the basement becomes, uh, even becomes a casino at one point. Yeah. So, Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a little bit of inconsistency, possibly. When Chad is brought down in the basement, he says he hired, he says, is your heart set on this wall color? Because I have some ideas. Mm-hmm. Sounds like maybe he dabbles in interior design. Mm. But at the end of the episode... He hires an interior designer for his flat in Manhattan. 
So maybe he's just... Yeah, but you could have chosen the color, right? You could say, I want something tropical. Maybe. You know, like an orange. So maybe he's the one that comes up with the ideas and then the designer's like, okay, I can go with this and this and this. Mm. These ideas, no, but this, yes. Let's put well, it yeah. all together. An interior designer doesn't just go ahead and do whatever the hell they want. They have to ask you. Do they, though? Yeah, unless you're on one of those Trading Spaces shows well, and they seems... ruin your house and your life, okay? Well, it seems like Chet was going to be surprised. He's like, I can't wait to see how it turned out. Uh, I guess. Possibly. I don't know. I think that's a joke. Okay. I don't feel like that's true because it kind of breaks my understanding of Chet. Because he's that's, living in a storage locker that's another for thing. a long time. In his flashback, he's shown in the storage locker as a mannequin as the dude pulls down the, the door of the storage locker. Mm-hmm. And yet. And yet. And yet that department store went out of business a while ago. Wait, do you think he was actually a mannequin? No. So his Maybe. flashback was I don't not. Know. No, no, no. <laughs> There's no supernatural element in Bob's Burgers. So I don't believe he was a mannequin. So this flashback is all phony. Yes, but maybe it happened like that, just he wasn't a mannequin, you know? I think what happened is he was squatting in the storage locker and there were fumes. From From his what, urine? No, maybe from (laughs) other storage lockers or maybe there was like a gas leak or something. Mm. So This is your head cannon? Yep. Okay. He went a little crazy. Oh, so he was in the storage locker. Just squatting. Because he knew that... But he saw a mannequin. How would he have the picture of Nadine then? Interesting. Riddle me this, sir. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to think about that one. I don't want to know why he has a picture of a mannequin. Maybe it was one of those stock photos from his wallet. No, it was a Polaroid. Okay. Fine. Mm -hmm. It's always a Polaroid. Yeah. And she was nude, by the way. Scandalous. Very lewd. Well, if he thinks she's like a person, then, you know, she's shirtless. So let's talk about nipples on mannequins. They're weird and unnecessary. Always. (laughs) This is my opinion. Absolutely. I was doing a little bit of research again on mannequins and nipples. And the the general... I know. Your Google history history is going to be so weird. It's going to be so confusing. (laughs) Google's going to be wondering what the hell is going on. But the general consensus is because it gets attention. And... Oh, my God. Right. But it also reminds women to buy bras. Because they see the nipples on the mannequins. And a lot of the time, it's close by the ladies' department. So they're thinking... Oh, right. Breasts, nipples, I need bras. Right. So So, now now our nipples are being used against us for capitalism? Mm -hmm. That's rude. I mean, the bodies are already, so. That's rude. Yep. Everything's a weapon. (sighs) Even nipples. Especially nipples. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it just makes me... It feels weird looking we, at that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, I guess, a little uncomfortable. It feels unnecessary, and it feels like they're sexualizing it, which is weird because nipples aren't inherently sexual. It is our society that has made them sexual, sure. right? Anyway, the whole thing just weirds me out. I prefer them without, because if you're going to wear a bra, it's pretty much just going to cover those nips anyway, so it's all good. Right. 
speaking of mannequins, mm. I was looking up the, in case somebody wanted to purchase a mannequin, how much one would actually cost because the store owner of Spanks a lot. Oh my God. Says $5,000 for his. And in reality, you can buy a mannequin for as little as $100. You'll probably have to pay a decent amount for shipping and handling, of course. Mm. But you could also spend several grand on a mannequin. Wow. So there are expensive mannequins. And there hmm. are fancy mannequins. There's ones that are like gold and shiny and reflective. And then there's like your boring, plain, non-posable ones. And then there's your posable ones. Mm. Your small children, your teenagers, your adults. Your sports ones and like yoga poses and like running. There's a lot of different mannequin options. Sports poses. Yes, they don't. You can't just like pose them in a sports pose. These these sports ones don't aren't posable, so they come in like their their poses. So they're like oh. specifically for like athletic stores or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You get headless ones, ones with actual like facial features, some with makeup. Okay, no. Oh, yeah, there's like a plethora of mannequin options out there Apparently. for all your mannequin needs. Again, your Google search history is going to be weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. But the sacrifices you make for this very informative podcast. Google's going to think that you have agalmatophilia, which is a sexual attraction to statues, dolls, mannequins, or other similar figurative objects. Interesting. Yes. Apparently that's, that's a, thing. a thing. Of course yeah, it is. That's the thing. Of course. Has of course. Everything's a thing, right? Yep. Personally, I think that Chet's story is similar to the film Mannequin. Mannequin was a 1987 movie uh, where a man falls in love with a mannequin that occasionally comes to life, but only for him. So it's in his head. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it is. I think he just used to work at the department store. He used to pose the mannequins. He fell in love with Nadine, who did not turn to life. He's just delusional and lonely. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Chet. Another well-known mannequin in television or pop culture was the episode of Seinfeld called The Pie, I believe it was, with Elaine seeing a mannequin that looks just like her. Oh, right. In the department store. And she gets really weirded out because they're posing her in like weird positions. Mm-hmm. And when she asks for them to remove it, they refuse. And then they pose it and like her getting spanked, like the mannequin getting spanked. And then George gets weirded out when they start to undress the mannequin. And he's like, oh my goodness, this looks just like Elaine. And she's naked. But she's a mannequin. Super confused. <laughs> then Kramer pretends to be in love with the mannequin. Oh, it's it's a great episode. Okay, so mannequin things are uh, a little bit more popular than I thought? Yes, they definitely are. And they're very popular in horror movies and scary stories and stuff, obviously, because yeah. them coming to life and stuff is terrifying. Of course. So that's definitely a thing. So when Tina at the end is saying... Oh, their kiss is turning her into a human. Wait, no, it's turning him back into a mannequin. Wait, nothing's happening. <laughs> That's a good thing, Tina. Yeah, you it's do a very not. Good thing. Especially because she's head or she's bodiless at that point. She has been decapitated. So if that kiss was turning her human, 
it would turn into a decapitated human head. I just imagine the head starts screaming and... This is a very different episode of Bob's. Yes. If that happens. That's like <laughs> Christmas episode turning into a Halloween episode. Turning into just scarring everyone episode. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so other than Chet's weird mannequin fetish, what do you think of him? He seems extremely normal and creative. Mm-hmm. His displays are very cute. I mean, they're not like super creative. They're nice. They look good. But they they look very well done. Yeah, they get the job done. Definitely. He seems like a talented guy. Mm-hmm. I like his displays and I like that they incorporate the Burger of the Day sign. Yes. In there too, just to kind of remind people, hey, we also serve burgers. Yeah, we're not <laughs> just displaying yeah. Christmas stuff. Like we actually do stuff. So do you want to talk about the last presentation, the actual presentation on Christmas when we see Gretchen and her lovely hat? Oh my gosh. Okay. I laughed really hard at this moment when I was watching this episode with Jason. Gretchen has a toque on, or I guess if you're not Canadian, a hat. Um, But she has a <laughs> side ponytail so they kind of just, like, drew her hat on, like, it's a beret, like, on the side. It's just, it's really bad. You should just it's take like a not, look at it. It's, like, not covering anything. It's not covering anything at all. Her ears haven't been covered, which is important if it's cold. Mm -hmm. It's just a very useless hat, and it's hilarious <laughs> to look at. Also, she put the weight back on from last episode. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. Although it is Christmas, so a lot of people do put on Christmas weight. Yep, that's very true. It's the holiday bloat. But actually, I do have a little bit to say about that final display. Mm -hmm. I think it's really weird. I don't like it. A manger scene is very religious. Right. Like, it's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about what that's saying, that's right? Straight it's straight up the Christianity. Birth of, yeah, it's the birth of Jesus right. Christ, right? Bob's Burgers is not at all religious. It tends to avoid any conversation about religion. The Belcher family is not particularly Catholic, Christian, whatever. So it just feels really weird to have that. I understand that the holiday is Christmas, which is supposed to be the birth of Jesus Christ. I get that. I just don't feel like it really goes with the show. Mm -hmm. They also include a display for Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. So they had the dreidel, the menorah. So that was inclusive, I guess. They didn't want to... Yeah, but it, it, you're right. It did seem unnecessarily religious for a show that doesn't particularly have a history of including religion in their episodes. Yeah, exactly. It would have felt a little bit more normal in a show like The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Because they do go to church every Sunday. Exactly. It's just, you know, the feel of the show feels a little bit too overt i guess sure but that might be a small complaint and i might be in the minority so you know menorah tea oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was bad yep so the adult store spanks a lot it has a window display that's super weird right it is extremely weird in our town we have a few adult stores and from every adult store I've ever seen, all the windows have been completely covered yep. by either black or um, like a design on it or something. So you can't see in. 
Yeah, I've seen some that are covered and they have like an ad that is sexualized, but also not showing anything explicit. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of that is the privacy of the people inside as well. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily for people seeing in like what products are being sold. I think it's more for the shoppers. Really? I I assumed it was more because if you have toys and items that have explicit imagery on Mm -hmm. it, as some of them do, you know, you don't want like a five-year-old walking past seeing in the window or a 10-year-old, whoever. Right. I get it. Yeah. And also keeping some anonymity for the people inside as well. Okay. So both. Or it seems a little odd to have a private section at the back of a sex shop because it seems like the entire store should just be private. Yeah. And what's going on in the private section is all I want to know. Except maybe I don't want to know. Right. <laughs> yeah, the private section is more for movie st- or like movie shops that mm-hmm. would have an adult section in the back. But if your adult section is your entire store, then what's the dealio there? Mm-hmm. Do you have more X-rated stuff back there? No, it's the extra X. It's like Ooh, the triple qu- X, the right? quadruple X. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, Vin Diesel's in the back watching his own movies. Uh, oh, god. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Okay, so it's a little ridiculous that Bob allows his children to come into the sex store. He doesn't. No, at the, in the front of the store, he says, "Kids, stay here," oh, and they're he outside on the on the sidewalk. And of course, they don't listen. They to him. don't listen. Of course not. Dad's going in. We're going in the back. Oh boy! Yeah. So this is not a fault of Bob. He specifically tells them, okay. "Stay out front." Okay. So well, Tina's not going to that horny little teenager. Yeah. No, no way. She's, yeah. And I love Gene having the, the finger massagers on his hand and the... the he doesn't understand at all. No, not at no. all. And all the vibrators, I guess we'll just call them what they are, mm-hmm. shaped like all the different animals. Ugh, that's so weird. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, but there's like a teddy bear one there's and a, a dolphin. dolphin one. No, just just... Just, no, I guess. Whatever. I'm sorry if I kink-shamed you, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's weird that Louise knows what personal massagers do. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows that they vibrate. Obviously, well, I guess I can't say obviously, but I assume that she doesn't know that they're used as a sexual aid. Mm-hmm. At least I hope not. She is nine years old. Maybe Keep she that just... innocence for a while, okay? Maybe she literally thinks they're just... For massaging. That's possible. It's possible. And Gene yelling snakes on a plane is great. Oh, that's so good. It's very funny. But then you wondered, why does she know what lube is? Yeah, that part confuses me a little bit. Yeah. I don't... At nine, I mean, that's grade three. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what lube was. Yeah. Personal massagers. Any of that stuff would have probably terrified me, so... I would have had no idea. Not a But clue. I would have been extremely intrigued to go in those... Adult stores. Yeah, I think it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have been like, mm, hard pass. It was like a life <laughs> goal as a boy. And then at like when you hit that age, you're like, meh. <laughs> you're like, now I'm mature enough that it's like, whatever. No, I'm pretty sure if I still go in there, I'll blush anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then Chet and Nadine are reunited. And I love the joke that Nadine is chatty. Mm-hmm. And also, just because Zach Galifianakis is so funny and his 
just the those mannerisms that he gives Chet are so great when he's laughing and he's like, oh, she's cracking one of her spoofs. Oh, you know, just one of her goof abouts. Like, <laughs> excuse me? Who what says is that? that? I really hope that that was improv. Mm. Like, it was just he was supposed to say, oh, she's cracking a joke. And that was it. Yeah. But then Zach just decided, no, 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 I'm going to I'm going to mess with him a little bit. I'm going to make Chet even weirder. Oh, she just cracked one of her spoofs. Just one of her goof abouts. <laughs> I'm going to start calling jokes that. Just a goof about. Yeah. Oh, Jason and his goof abouts. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite Louise lines this episode is, Peace on Earth, smut peddler. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Very cute. And she does get a pretty good gift after she gets the tag remover. Mm-hmm. I think Louise's teenage shoplifting phase is starting early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the wrong gift to give to her, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, maybe she thought by doing this good thing that she would get on her parents' good sides. Mm. Like, her parents would appreciate that she did something good and maybe go easy on her next time she gets in trouble or get her a better gift next year. If they have the money for it. Yeah. It, this it, is it, the issue. It'll probably be another tough year for Bob. Been a tough life, just admit it. <laughs> okay, do you have any last thoughts before we get to our burgers? I actually missed this episode until last year. I think I saw it for the very first time. Oh, really? So this was one of the episodes that I had never seen for years of watching Bob's. Somehow it always just escaped me or I had never, I don't know, something hmm. about it. I just never noticed that. I hadn't seen it. Hmm. So it was kind of nice coming across an episode from an early season that you haven't seen. Like, whoa, this is like a new episode, but it's a new old episode. Yeah, but thankfully it wasn't a serialized show where suddenly you're wondering, wait, who's that guy? Wait, this guy's dead? Wait, how did they get on the island? What the? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Missing the first episode of Lost. Hmm? How did they get here? Who's everybody? <laughs> when do they vote the other person off the island? What's going on? <laughs> All right. Um, that actually happened to me with another show. Oh, really? That happened to be with Community. Hmm. I had missed an episode from season one. Which episode? The um, the safe sex episode where Annie sees the the penis. Oh, right. the The mannequin penis. Yes, the mannequin penis. Oh my gosh! What's with mannequins? But oh, right. I do I do like this episode a lot. It's fun. It's it's great for a first Christmas episode. Mm. It's weird, but it still has the the spirit of Bob's. It is very weird. I think I prefer later Christmas episodes because mm-hmm. they tend to focus a little bit more on the Belcher family and they don't add like extra characters right. or extra like main characters, I guess, because Chet does take a lot of screen time. Yeah, he's pretty much there from start to finish. Yeah, so I still think it's good. Not my favorite Christmas episode, Mm -hmm. but it's a fun, zany Bob's episode. Yeah, it's got a fun little adventure. Yeah. Okay, Jason, how many burgers do you have this week? I have two burgers. I have two as well. Excellent. We are matching. Go us. High five. Okay, you want to start? Because I believe that before we started recording, you came into the room and you were like, I have the best burgers ever. I have such good burgers. They're like so good. They're going to like blow you away. Just sizzle and spice and grill them up real good. That 
You couldn't I even think do is the what rhyme. You, said. you couldn't even say sizzle and spice and grill them up real nice. Oh man, I didn't think of it. I'm so sad. But anyway, that's what you said. I'm pretty sure verbatim. Oh, probably. <laughs> so my first burger is just the mannequin wah burger. Oh my god. I was trying so hard to think of a mannequin pun. Oh, that's... <laughs> The mannequin wah burger. <laughs> Wait, is it a veggie burger? Yes, it Ooh. is a veggie burger. It's made with quinoa, mm. which I actually failed to pronounce the first time I actually went shopping for it. I asked for a quinoa. Well, duh, because that's what it looks like. Yeah, and I asked one of the employees, I'm like, where do you keep the quinoa? And he's <laughs> like, I, I don't know. People, hmm, I don't know, I'll ask someone. And then he asks someone, and then the other guy's like, you mean quinoa? Oh and we God. were both like, oh, that makes sense. Does it? But it doesn't. No. no. I, anyway, whatever. Anyway. The English language is bizarre. Yep. What's your first burger? Mm, okay. Let's just go with my mannequin pun one. <laughs> You're gonna hate it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Okay. If she ever can uh, tell us. Okay. Well, first of all, I'll oh, you've got to set the stage. I'll just tell you that this burger comes with a little mannequin or a little Barbie head on top of the bun. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's the it's the head from from Louise's Barbie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's the banana quin on display burger. <laughs> Okay, the banana quin on display. I yeah. like it. It comes with caramelized bananas and a Barbie head. <laughs> you could just not include the Barbie head and it would be fine. No, it's fine. I wanted to have a Barbie head. Okay. 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 Okay, what's your burger? What's your second one? Oh, no. My second burger is Home for the Hollandaise. <sighs> burger. <laughs> Hey, they had a home for the Chalidays burger in this episode. Did they? Yeah. So okay. you like? Well, this is home for the holidays. Um, okay, 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 fine. Or I'll just date. I'll just call it the Happy Hollandays burger. Oh, okay. If okay. you're so upset with it. Well, I'm just saying, if you're gonna steal their ideas, <laughs> at least try to be a little more creative about yeah, it. I honestly didn't think about it. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the name. Oh, it's fine. Okay, Happy Hollandaise Burger. That's cute. So, it comes with Hollandaise sauce, I assume. And an egg. Ooh, and yeah. an egg. Mm-hmm. That sounds tasty. The recipe for it will be in the show notes, and it sounds delicious. So, your second burger. <sighs> okay. He's Dillusional Burger. Okay. Comes with deep fried pickles. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Sure. This <laughs> is. I like your eyebrow <laughs> raising a little bit better. Too bad this wasn't a visual medium. Uh, whatever. <laughs> we'll start a vlog cast. No, we won't. No, we won't. Because you're going to see that we're in our pajamas every single week. That's going to be our first Patreon goal. Oh my god. We'll do a vlog cast. <laughs> if you feel like seeing us in our pajamas. Yeah, if you reach our goal of $10,000. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So who wins? Because I feel like it should be the burger <laughs> that made me cry the most. So mine? <laughs> Both of mine? <laughs> you wish Banana Quinn on display. I mean, two burgers no, ago terrible. was my Banana Matronic burger. That's so. true. That's that is funny. a lot of banana. I'm just saying. <laughs> or you pick your favorite of mine. I pick my favorite of yours. We rock, paper, scissors, out. It's democracy at work, Jason. I like that he's delusional. It's not at all democracy at work, but it's luck. Which one do you like of mine? Mm, the first one. The mannequin wah burger? Mm-hmm. And your favorite of mine? He's delusional. Oh, man. You always pick the worst of my two. No. Banana Quinn on display with the Barbie head? Come on! Okay, fine. Whatever. I'll just let you be wrong in your choices. <laughs> okay. All right. Dang it. Both took rock. Always. Wait, wait, wait. Start again. Okay. Oh, Jason snip, wins. Snip, snip, My little paper flutters down. Yeah, in two okay. pieces. Two pieces. Like your broken heart. Yeah. Like your mannequin and its head. Maybe we can compromise, and it can be a mannequin quinoa burger, but it comes with a Barbie head on it. <laughs> yes? We can't write that anywhere. Yes, yes. But we can't write it anywhere. No, but it's fine. I'll know. Okay. And I will rest easier All knowing. Right. God rest you gentle mannequins. Yeah, exactly. God rest you gentle Vivians. Sure. Hey, that works pretty good. <laughs> Don't I have a good is like name an hour for this? Long. I know. Whatever. So it's going to be the mannequin wah burger served with a mannequin head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that brings us to the end of Burger of the Week, a Multiverse Radio production. Thank you so much for listening to our extensive rambling and me crying about my own burgers. And if you're creeped out by mannequins, you probably shouldn't have listened to this episode. Yeah, but I'm it's sorry. Too, it's too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The damage has been done. Yeah. But if you love us, the best way to spread the word or show your support is by leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes. We will give you a silly burger name to go along with your review. So get those in, guys. Yeah. Or if you know you want to send us some thoughts about our burgers of the week or about mannequins or anything, we'll give you a shout out and give you a burger as well. Mm-hmm. Go for it. If you want to discuss Christmas and also sex shops... You can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. And of course, you can also send us an email from our website, multiverseradio.ca. Next week, we're going to dive headfirst into some mother-daughter bonding. With Season 3, Episode 10, Mother-Daughter, Laser Razor. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, get some hairy legs going on. Get some vagisacks going on, you're going to... Figure that out next week. Ooh, yeah. Woo! That sounds like it should have been in this episode. Birthing imagery. Always fun. In cartoons. What is Ugh. this, Big Mouth? Ugh. Okay. See you guys next week. That one. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger Burger of the Whoa 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 Week! <laughs> no? No. <laughs> You're not taking this podcast seriously anymore. (laughs) When was I ever? 
Alright guys, that brings us to the end of Burger of the Week! I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of Burger of the Week! A Multiverse Radio production! For your shopping convenience, please visit our website and buy our merchandise. We don't have merchandise! So go to hell. <laughs> You can... I won fair and square. I know. We agreed with rock, paper, scissors, and you took last season to the games. I don't know what the euphemism is or the analogy, how it works, <laughs> or what I'm saying. So <laughs> let's rewind, back it up, and start again. Lay it down, flip it, and reverse it. No? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, whatever.